talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season three, episode 12, Weekend in the Country. <laughs> so Jamie what did you think of this episode I'm so excited <laughs> I'm so excited this is the beginning you guys this is it you know you have to pay attention because this is Pacey's realizing his own feelings I'm so excited about it so excited yeah he's always around mm-hmm. I'm happy this is my happy dance <laughs> we don't deserve Pacey <laughs> well I noticed that um it didn't take me long to to like take notes for this or or watch it. Really? Yeah, I was like real fast with it, like very fast with it. But I have a lot of notes. Like I really did take a lot of their dialogue. So this, I don't know how long this episode's gonna be. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> but um, I enjoyed it too. I liked. I love that the whole cast was together. Like every single cast yeah. member was in this episode. Me too. And. There were so many different dynamics going on with everybody, but it it wasn't like, I mean, I feel like the only person that wasn't like, like, di- like dire was Joey with the way she reacts to everything. It reminded me of the way she reacted was uh, the same way she reacted in season two, the perfect wedding episode where she was like, this this catering job is like, all we have Bessie and the whole Cape side it's gonna hate us if we fail <laughs> I was like Jesus Christ like take it down a notch Joey like everything doesn't happen overnight Jesus like you'll get guests <laughs> a little bit extreme yeah I'm like they, so, I'm, just started and it's already over you know <laughs> I'm surprised that she hasn't had like a fucking aneurysm for like <laughs> the amount of stress she puts herself under <laughs> like calm down it puts yourself under a lot of pressure. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into all of that. So how was your weekend? It was the 4th of July. Did you do anything? Yes. Uh, well, let's let's see. So 4th of July, we I house hopped. Mm. So it was at my dad's one night, my mom's at another. The next day we went to Terry's dad's house. Um, so we did that that whole house hopping thing which is which is cool um stranger things yeah can we talk about stranger things those of you that are listening that are like what the hell is stranger things if you haven't heard of it already you live under a rock (laughs) you found us but not stranger things i hope that's not possible (laughs) um (laughs) if that's possible wow but anyways um it's fantastic that ending oh i don't want to like do anything spoilery because i'm i'm gonna be nice about it and not try to do spoils in case people are like oh, i've never heard of that before because i live under a rock so i need to go check this out um and that's totally cool because i also live under a rock but my rock is not that deep <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know i just want to say stranger things was fantastic i can't wait for the last season i'm sad that it's the last season but the show is epic and I hope that they come out with more that are like this style because I'm loving it. You know, this and the Fear Street movies, yeah. um, just the whole like aesthetic that's going on with them. I'm, 
I'm loving it. So I hope they continue to put out movies and stuff just like it and shows. Um, besides that, that's really it. Except my Japanese is getting better. <laughs> I can read some of it now. <laughs> Actually, I can read a lot of it now. I have to write it down, but I can read it. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a thing earlier and I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? And then you were like translating it. And I go, nice. All, all it said was like, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And I said, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's like that for some reason. <laughs> But in a lot of stuff that I've read when you're introducing yourself, it's always hajimemashite. And then, you know, dozo yoroshiku, which is they practically to me mean the same thing. But, you know, hajimemashite is always first and dozo yoroshiku is always last. So I, it's just the way that it is. I don't know. I oh, yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> I, I know. I know. And I, I haven't had a moment to ask somebody who is native to the... <laughs> Who can explain the difference to me besides the fact that I just know. I don't know why it goes there, but I just know it does. So well, it's exciting stuff. I've been impressed with myself. I didn't think that I was ever going to learn how to read it. <laughs> I hope that a Japanese speaking person just shows up in your life <laughs> and helps you learn the language so much better. Things. Yeah, that would be lovely. Let's put that out in the universe, you guys. Send yeah. that positive vibe out there. I'll make a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope he's like super hot for your sake. <laughs> That'll be distracting. Let's just let's just make friends. <laughs> I would like to focus on the language. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, that's um, pretty much my weekend. How was yours? <laughs> well, I didn't do anything over the holiday. We really didn't make any plans. We were very low key because Justin had to work. But nobody in my family was like doing anything. And I honestly didn't care. I was so excited to watch Stranger Things, the final two episodes. So I'm with you on that. So, so good. I was excited for it. I was, I don't know. I liked how they ended it. So it gives us something to look forward to for the next season. But yeah, that was fun. And, you know, I'm getting all ready for the shore soon. I only have a couple more weeks till we go away. Yay! So I'm looking forward to that. And then um, other than that, I've literally just been working and just trying to get back on a sleep schedule because I have a feeling that I'm going to have to go back to the office soon. Well, we are. So I'm just waiting for my boss to email us and be like, so it's time to go back to the office. I already got that email. So I will be going back uh, starting Tuesdays in like two weeks. Really? The week of the 18th, I think. Yep. So I'll go back. Oh, on yeah. And then in September sometime, I don't remember exactly. I go back Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, okay. But I'm kind of excited. I want, I'm excited to see the building because they did do so much work remodeling the building. And it'd be nice to see people. <laughs> yeah. I don't see people very much. So I'm kind of excited to see it. I'm not looking forward to the gas. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to the traffic. Me either. I'm putting myself, I don't know why I brought it up. I'm putting myself in such a sour mood now because I'm like so not looking forward to it. I'm really not looking forward to it. You know what, Jamie? Once we start going back, we'll be back into that mindset. Yeah, that routine. But it's also going to be like, I have to like sort out my routine that I have now, which is everything. I'm not looking forward to waking up really early. I'm going to tell you. Me either. 
Me either. I'm not looking forward to getting up at like five o'clock in the morning. This is going to nope. suck. So much suckage. <laughs> yep. And I do my workout every day. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to use, the, I, I use the gym there, but like, I never go on my lunch hour. I go, I would go in the morning before work. Right. I, I don't feel like doing that. I'm so used to just doing what I do. And we'll see what happens. I just need to get back into like, just that mindset where I'm just doing it and that's it you know so we'll see what happens but otherwise um i really enjoyed watching this episode so i think we should just get right into it what do you say let's do it i'm excited (laughs) after i literally just uh put myself in a noose and just almost jumped out a window (laughs) that is extreme take it back don't joke about that that's not what i hate jane i just hate i hate change and like I get I get so used to the way things are going. And then like when any little hiccup happens, I just, I fucking get so mad. I but think it's I, you're getting older, Steven. Well, I feel I like don't, people don't like change. <laughs> but I eventually get over it and I just get used to it because it's not something I can control. But like they have to understand, like we've been working from home for like over two years. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be an easy transition. Can you back. believe that it's already been two years? No, it's so crazy. <laughs> you know, what's weird to me. And I don't know if I brought this up before. And I know this sounds sick, but like, I really do miss when like the pandemic was starting because it was like all this unknown stuff. And like, we weren't going anywhere. I wasn't obligated to do anything. And I was literally going through everything in my apartment seeing stuff like looking for stuff that I had I was like cleaning all the time not that I don't clean but like (laughs) I was just finding tasks to do tasks to do all the time oh yeah we weren't spending you know as much time it was different when you were home I used to get up and go to the kitchen all the time and make food and I'm like I really need to stop like snacking so much but it was nice because I mean I didn't have to change I could wear my pajamas (laughs) it was great I understand. Yeah, that's the other thing. I totally understand. Have to now get I'm like chomping at the bit to get out the door. I mean, you know? I get. Oh my god! All right, let's forget this because I'm just gonna keep talking about. It. You, you're the one that started. You said we're gonna start know. the show. I know. And then you just kind of kept going. I know. <laughs> I'm an idiot because I'm a glutton for punishment. All right. <laughs> uh, so this week we are recapping season three, episode twelve, "Weekend in the Country." Aired January 19th, 2000, written by Jeffrey Stepakoff and directed by Michael Cattleman. So we open at the Potter B&B and we hear Ain't Too Proud the Bag playing on the TV because Dawson is playing the big chill, the movie The Big Chill, which is a movie I vaguely remember. Never heard of it. (laughs) You've never heard of The Big Chill? It's from the 80s. I don't really remember it, but I know Kevin Klein's in it. What did you call it? The Big Freeze? The Big Chill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Those that look familiar. I think Glenn, Co- Glenn Close is in it. Yeah, she is. Jeff Goldblum? Kevin Costner? Yeah, I think Kevin Costner's character dies in it. And they're like, they go to his funeral or something. I don't know. 
So Joey comes over and she says, who are these people? They're dancing. Nobody dances in the kitchen. And Dawson says, maybe our parents dance in the kitchen. My parents love this movie. So I laughed at this because I don't know about you guys, but I actually have a sign in my kitchen that says in this house, we dance in the kitchen. So I dance in the kitchen all the time. Uh, I don't think I've ever danced in my kitchen. Really? You don't when you cook dinner, turn on music and like dance as you're cooking? Because I do. That's what I do. I cook no. and dance at the same time. Maybe during the holidays, but I like usually sing along to the music. I sing and dance. A one woman show in the kitchen. <laughs> you're a triple threat. You're a singer, a dancer, and a cook. <laughs> there you go. Triple threat, Jamie. <laughs> All in the kitchen. All in the kitchen. Only in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, sorry. So Joey asks Pacey if his parents dance in the kitchen. And he says, my parents? No, they definitely don't dance in the kitchen. Dawson tells her that he took his movie posters off the walls and everything is in question. So he figured he'd pick something unexpected for movie night. And she says, so we're scaling new heights of Mount Lame. <laughs> like, she's being such an asshole because <laughs> she's so like annoyed or, or she's like, or she's like nervous and she's like agitated because... She's got nobody at the Potter B and B. That's like that's like her her instant automatic defense mode self. She's yeah, snarky. <laughs> She's she a wise ass. <laughs> during in this whole episode, she does she she acts with her head the whole time. Like she gets so mad, and she's like, "It's our last chance." You can't she's tell like about in the video because it looks like she's I'm like gonna super, like. She's like super. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, what's the word? Oh, she's freaking out. Like yeah. she's freaking out. She is. She's losing she's her mind. Stressed. She's super, super stressed. So Dawson tells her that tonight's activities were meant to calm her nerves, not agitate them. And she tells him that that's impossible because we find out that the Potter BNB has been open for one whole day and they got not a one reservation, Dawson. We have none, not a one. <laughs> She's like, there's not a name to be found. Not a one. Not a uno. (laughs) Dawson tells her that it takes time to establish her reputation. And she tells him that she and Bessie invested every dime they have into this thing. Time is not another thing that we... (laughs) Wait, this is how she says it. She goes, this is when she's like talking with her head. She goes, um... Bessie and I invested every dime that we have into this thing. Time is not another thing that we don't have, Dawson. (laughs) Like, I wish you guys could see Steven's head right now. It's hysterical. <laughs> well, the way the camera is making me look, it looks like I'm um, short circuiting. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look natural. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, look like you're moving so fast. Your face is <laughs> <laughs> faster than the speed of light. <laughs> you're definitely faster than your computer screen. <laughs> yeah, I know. My camera is <laughs> terrible in this thing. Um, so the phone rings and Joey, like, is like, oh, the phone's ringing. It might be somebody who wants to stay here. And Pacey and Dawson just look over at her and she picks it up and it's just a solicitor. But before she hangs up the phone, she tries to solicit the caller. The sol- she tries to solicit the solicitor to come and stay at the B&B, but they hang up on her. <laughs> and Pacey tells her just to keep the faith. So she snaps at him and she says, that's all you have to say when you were the one who escorted Bessie and I down this road to economic ruin. <laughs> you got to have faith, the faith, the faith. 
<laughs> he says, I just figured out a way to kick in free labor. <laughs> he was like, oh, that's the other thing in this whole episode. It's like, it's on Pacey's shoulders. If this whole thing doesn't like work out for them. I was like, this is a lot of pressure for 16-year-olds. <laughs> he handles it real well, though. I know, he does. there's only one reason why he, you know, did it, really. And it's going to come to light very soon. <laughs> she tells him that he encouraged this pipe dream. And she says he has no business inspiring people that don't need to be inspired. <laughs> uh, so then we hear a knock on the door. And it turns out to be more solicitors asking her if she accepts the Lord Jesus Christ as her personal savior. And they just like stare at her. And I was like, they look like serial killers. So then my whole, yeah. Then my whole like Mr. Bullen thing went in my brain. And I was like, they're going to kill her. They're going to kill Joey. (laughs) Even though you've seen these shows and you know how this ends. (laughs) I know she literally lasts through the whole series. So (laughs) she does not die. Nobody (laughs) dies yet (laughs) but yeah they were they were definitely creepy looking yeah they were awkward to say the least and then we get the opening credits and our next scene is at capeside high and we see jen uh she's walking down the stairs and henry's like following behind her and her hair is straightened she looks very much like jen from season one that's what i that's what i noticed she tells him that she hasn't seen him all week we haven't seen each other since cape fest uh, he tells her that he's been working. Mrs. Freckling got him a job at a restaurant called The Bass. And Jen says, oh, that's one of my favorite restaurants. Henry's working on the roof of the restaurant. And Jen says, it's an expensive place. I hope that they're paying you well. And Henry tells her that instead of cash, she opted for a free dinner. And she says, the implication being, and he says that you and I are going to eat there. And she says, funny, because I don't recall being asked. He tells her that she wasn't. But he's figured her out. When given the opportunity to say no, she does. So he's not giving her the opportunity to say no. And she says, but you're not giving me the opportunity to say yes. And he says, would you say yes? And I was like, oh, he looks so cute. He he has such pretty eyes, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And Jen says, probably not. He says, so that's why I'm not asking. And she tells him that they've been over this before. Dating is a consensual activity. And he tells her that he never called it a date. He said they'd eat dinner and then they get to know each other. And she says, I've been around the block enough to spot a date in sheep's clothing. And he says, do you really think a kid like me would deign to consider himself worthy of dating a woman of your silk? And she goes, "Uh, it's ilk, Henry. It's the words ilk. (laughs) And he says, see my point? What's it going to be? And he's standing in front of her now, like he's blocking her from the door. And she tells him that she's going to think about it. And he says, now we're talking. And she says, but I didn't say yes. And he says, but you didn't say no. And he leaves because he's late for class. She looks kind of confused. And then she just starts laughing. So are you confused about their relationship, Jamie? Because I thought the last episode, she agreed that they would start dating. Yeah, I was definitely confused. And then I thought I remembered it wrong. But you saying this makes me feel better. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, she pretty much told him at, the cape fest thing that she was like ready to you know go all in with them that's what i heard when i watched i don't, I don't know i mean I don't but know. now she like won't go to dinner with them it's so weird 
I don't know. Their entire relationship really confuses me. And then I think they're together for like a small portion of time and it's glorious. And then, you know, all that drama happens later. Yeah, because <laughs> I totally remember them being together this whole season. And yeah, no, they're not like, at all. <laughs> it's it's so much of like a build up to get them to get together yeah. finally. And then it happens and then it's over. <laughs> It's nuts. So weird. It's almost disappointing how much they're really trying to gear up his, you know, relation with her. But at the same time, it's just not working. I mean, we get to see some sort of like, like later in the episode, we get to see some sort of like movement in their relationship. Or something. I think Jen just takes a really long time. If I remember correctly, she takes a really long time to figure out her feelings for him. And when she finally does, it's, it's too late. Oh. And he's given up. I would too. I'd him. be like, he's very patient. He already gave up on her once. You know what I mean? Already. And that just got like rectified the last episode. And it's just kind of, it's going to happen all over again. She's going to give him like two inches and he's going to be so ecstatic, like a puppy. Mm-hmm. And then it's just never really going to go anywhere. And then puppy loses interest. Like yeah. it's, it's basically what happens. That's Gen- what it seems like. Long. Yeah. If I remember correctly, that's exactly what happens because she goes and she runs after him or something. And at this point, he's like, I moved on because he goes away for school. I think he gets like a football scholarship or some craziness. I don't know. No, he no, leaves. No. He goes away. I know he leaves. <laughs> It'll be like the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll this find out the, when it happens. This is and the I, extent of their relationship. I don't I don't remember. I she only won't remember even go thing. to dinner with him. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I don't know. So now we're with Jack and Andy and Andy's trying to get all this stuff together for the play. And she's got a laundry list. And Jack notices that Andy's not familiar with the program that she's using on her blue iMac. Um, I remember those computers. Yeah, I always wanted wanted one. one. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted a purple one. They made purple, right? (laughs) I think they made purple. It was I like green, pink, blue, like baby blue. I'm pretty sure they had purple. Yeah, I think um, they had them all colors. In all colors. Yeah, it was like rainbow colored. They were everywhere. The desktops, the laptops. Well, the Caveside High has all the desktops. So yeah, I've never once had a Mac computer, which is really funny. Either. I always wanted one, but then it just never happened. And then I just kept buying like HP. I love HP computers. This is my second have- HP laptop and I'm freaking love it <laughs> i always used to get a dell because i always had an account with them but then i stopped getting them but this laptop i got right before we started doing this it's almost a year old it's a lenovo and i looked into it but i th- i think if i get a new one like if i upgrade i'm just gonna get a better quality like camera and stuff like that but it's doing what it's what it what i got it for yeah. yeah which is perfect so yeah i i spent so much research <laughs> trying to figure out the right computer for what I needed. I mean, I compared all kinds. I wanted to make sure I had the full keyboard with the numerical pad. And um, my laptop also turns into a tablet, which was something that I really wanted. And there was a couple of other things that I wanted. And I just kept going back to the HP. And I'm, this is this is it. This is the one. So I have one of the envies and I freaking love it. Yeah, except for when it updates in the middle of us doing a podcast and it messes everything up. It's because we were outside my normal working hours. <laughs> <laughs> it my should have updated while that. you were working. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got to update the hours for those, but yeah, that was, that was fun times. That was fun times. 
I mean, it was still a good episode. Yeah. So Jack takes her iMac and he starts fixing the layout for her because she's trying to make a program for the play barefoot in the park. He tells her that he doesn't know how she's keeping this all together because he personally wouldn't be able to handle it all. And she says, well, you would if you had a supportive family to come home to every night. He says, well, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. And she says, you couldn't be happy at home. And he says, not with him there, no. Andy tells Jack that their dad misses him and Jack just blows it off because he doesn't believe her. And Andy tells him that it'll, it'll be different. Jack says, he knows I don't want to move home. So he enlists you to speak for him. So then she gets upset. And she grabs all of her stuff. Then she slaps down the Mac, <laughs> slaps it down. I was like, you're going to break it. <laughs> and, that thing's a relic now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she's like, I can handle it. And she leaves. So she's upset. And Jack's like, what did I say to her? Oh, Jack. I know. Figure it out later. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'm that oblivious to this type of stuff. But if I was him, I probably would be like, she's probably talking about herself. But like, why wouldn't she just come out and say it instead of pretending to act like it's their dad that wants him back? Why wouldn't she just say, Jack, everything's such a lead up into everything. Like everything has to be so dramatic. Like later on when she finally tells him what it's about and he's like, it's you. You're the one who wanted me back. I'm like, yeah, obviously, Jack. I think for Andy, part of it is maybe a little bit of embarrassment. She doesn't want to admit that she wants her brother back, especially because she sees how happy he is how happy he is so she probably doesn't want to make him feel bad uh but at the same time she knows that the issue really is between his dad and him so maybe her saying maybe her and by saying dad wants you to come home it's an incentive to get him to rectify things with their dad and get him to come in through the door because he thinks his dad doesn't want him there right so i feel like maybe that's her her like thought process on it because even later he goes to say oh i see it's not dad that wants me to come home it's you right right so I think by her saying dad wants you to come home, it was supposed to be an incentive to get him to actually come home without, you know, saying that it was on her. So I, I can see why she would go with that route instead of just being honest about it. And it's Andy we're talking about. So I don't know. So now we're at the bank with Bessie and Joey. They're trying to get a loan, but there's nothing that the bank can do. So the bank teller suggests that they mortgage their house. She says it's paid for free and clear. And Joey's stunned that this would even be a suggestion. And then Bessie asks for an application. So they get home and they've clearly been arguing about this. Bessie tells Joey that she's just thinking about it. And Joey's argument is that their house is their only connection to their mother. So Bessie is trying to think about her options and she doesn't think that this is a bad idea. So then Joey tells her that she says, you can't do something like this without my approval. And she's like, I'm not giving it to you. And Bessie says, actually, I can. I'm an adult. You're a 16-year-old girl. (laughs) The way she said it made me laugh. (laughs) I understand why she was giving a little bit of attitude back to Joey. Joey started the attitude. She did the whole hair flip. Well, you need my approval, so I'm not going to give it to you. You know, she did very high and mighty and sure of herself in that aspect, when in reality... She's not the one that can make those type of decisions. Joey tells her that she's part of this family too. And if she loses the house, she loses the only tangible connection that they have to their mother. And Bessie gets upset and she tells her that she left it to her. She's like, mom left it to me. Just like she left me in charge around here until you turn 18. That's a responsibility you just can't understand. And then I was like with Bessie. And then I, she lost me because I think Joey does understand responsibility. All I do is understand. 
<laughs> because she takes care of her baby. She's like yeah. running. A, they were running a restaurant together. I feel like everything they do to make money is a way like they they have an understanding like she was working at the boat gas station while Bessie was at home because they couldn't find a sitter like I do think Joey understands responsibility in that way she's just getting upset because it's something that could possibly be taken away from them from a bank when it doesn't have to be but you know Bessie's just like this might just be the only option I have but I do think Joey's a responsible person Plus, she's a full-time student. <laughs> she, gets, she does a lot. She really, really does. It's impressive. So Joey tells her that she completely understands responsibility. And Bessie says, do you? Because until you know what it's like to humiliate yourself by asking some trust fund snob who looked down on you in high school for money, I don't want to talk about it with you anymore. <laughs> I was like, wait, that bank teller was a trust fund baby? She worked in a bank. If she was a trust fund baby, would she be working at all? <laughs> Like, I don't think that would be like a thing. And Not then to mention that I didn't really sense any like hostility between the me either. So that when she said that, it, it threw me off. I was like, what? I know. She I thought she was like being helpful. Was, right. I thought she was being helpful and I, I'll take the application. Like there was, there was no like resentment or any kind of like, She's oh, like, that's a weird interaction. Here, right. Right. There was no like down talking. I felt like she didn't talk down to her in any way when it came to what they were there for. No. The only one that had an attitude again was With Joey. Joey. So I just, uh... <laughs> She's like the yacht is on hawk. I, I don't know. She I didn't ignored her. So when Bessie said that, I just was like, what? Wait a minute. What? Okay, whatever. But also, Joey has done something like that where she had rich trust fund snobs look down on her because she needed money because she was in the Miss Windjammer pageant and yeah, the same thing happened to her. So, yeah. I would not give a fuck. I would be like, People clearly know I'm poor, but like they don't see that Bessie and Joey are trying to establish businesses in this town. Like they already had a restaurant that got destroyed, but they're trying to start back up again with another idea. That says a lot about having like a business ethic. Like they're trying so hard to make money and like they believe in themselves enough to do it. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I do think it's a shame that the bank couldn't give them money, even though it's a um like a new startup business but there should be some sort of like uh grant no but there should have been some way for them to get some kind of money since they already had an established business in the town so i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i know nothing about this stuff i was just making things up (laughs) it didn't make sense to me though i was like she could have gotten a loan somehow she she had another business (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't know how it works (laughs) just I mean, was her credit that tanked? I don't know. I don't know. But you would think that they they like lived off of like canned beans and like (laughs) fucking well water. Like they they have to boil the creek water just to have actual water to survive. Hey, hey, there's there's water softeners and stuff. I have well water. Don't go there. (laughs) No, I meant to say creek water. They get like buckets of the creek water and then they like boil it down. (laughs) They they go to the pump and then they pump it like the old school, you know. <laughs> and right the water the comes up right out of right out of the underground well. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that they're as bad off as they think they are. But I don't know. These made up characters, I'm just going by what I see on TV. <laughs> 
Um, so Joey's very defeated now. And then we see Dawson filming her property. And he tells her that he's making a virtual tour of the B&B. He tells her that they're going to post it on the web and then link it up to the Cape Cod visitor information sites. So Joey tells them that they don't have the money for such frivolous things such as advertising. And Dawson says, yeah, this is where this comes in. So she tries to um, tell him no, but he cuts her off. And he says, who wouldn't want to stay here if they could see it from every angle and meet the charming proprietors beforehand? So now he's filming her inside at the table and she looks so fucking miserable, like she's going to hit somebody. Dawson tells her to try to look more welcoming. And she says, I do windows and I do toilets. I draw the line at faux perkiness. So then Pacey comes in and he tells them that they're looking good. And Joey asks him what canary he swallowed. And he says, after having the tiniest feeling of guilt over the B&B, I took it upon myself to expose it to the outside world via Frederick Fricky. He's the Roger Ebert of the B&B world. And he tells Joey that Fred Fricky is going to stay there. So then Joey loses her shit once again. She says that they're not ready, not to mention their lack of guests. And right on cue, Pacey has all the um, guests on her, the B&B. So in walks Grams, Jen, Jack, Andy, Mitch, Gail, and the whole creek water from the <laughs> water from the creek to come in. And then there's like birds that just fly in. <laughs> Needless to say... I really hope that Joey expresses her gratitude to her friends more so than she already has because she really does have a fantastic group of friends. They're all there to support her. You know what I mean? They're all taking these opportunities to think outside the box on how they can help the business get started. Dawson's making a video and yeah. Pacey's being Pacey and just bringing in like celebrity people. <laughs> and she's uh, just so negative about everything. She's so negative and all of her friends are working so hard to help. So it was it was hard to sit through at one point because she was just so in this mood and everybody's just trying to help as best as they could, especially Pacey. I think Pacey worked the hardest out of all of them. Yeah, I just feel like because Bessie's so laid back, like they never show Bessie showing any sort of like stress or anything. It's literally all on Joey. But I would have just been like taking it as it is. I don't know how I would act if I was 16. I know if I was 16, I'd be probably a nervous wreck too. But now I would just be like, all right, well, we got this cool like uh, B&B reviewer. Let's see what happens. And hopefully it goes well. But I'm not the type of person that bases everything that I do on what one person says. Like, I think I've even said this before. Like, if somebody says a movie's terrible, I'll still go see it if I want to see it. I don't watch a movie based on what a movie review says because if like I really want to watch right. it, I'll watch it. Let me let me put it to you in this way. So say you're looking for a hotel to stay in the area because you're passing through, and you look at reviews, and you get a review from a very respectable and highly like known person saying that it's terrible. Are you going to want to stay there? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> the answer is no. You're not going to stay there. You're going to go and look for another place with a higher review. That's why they're stressed out about this person because they don't think that they're prepared. This person's coming. And if they give them a bad review, their business is screwed. You didn't even see it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but word of mouth is everything too. And he's one reviewer. Sure, sure. But this is like a celebrity reviewer. They kind of turned him into this big deal. And that's why she's freaking out. Because well, one really shitty review is not a good start for a brand new business. I have to tell you, though, I wouldn't stay there anyway because they have one bathroom <laughs> and I need privacy. <laughs> when I poop, I need it to be 
quiet. <laughs> I don't want to be rushed and like worry that another person staying there is going to have to go to the bathroom. That to me was weird, but hopefully they have more than one stall. We never see the bathroom. So no, I don't know. no, you never No, we do. Pacey's mops it. Oh, you're right. It is yeah, just one bathroom. It's literally just one toilet. That's poor planning. <laughs> yeah. They should have had at least three. He's like, it's what if everybody had to poop all at once? Yeah. What if what if Bessie made terrible pancakes and they all had to go poop? <laughs> they all got diarrhea. <laughs> Here we go again with the layout of these houses. <laughs> it looks these a lot better. Terrible. Oh my god, so much more space, but still terrible blueprints. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going all out for this, why would you not have at least two bathrooms or a powder I mean, room or something at least? Bessie and Joey have to have their own personal ones since they live there. Or they don't. (laughs) They all use the communal shower. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, he's bringing Grams in and he says she's a sweet God-fearing grandmother here to help her grandkids with trying to reconnect to the magical Creekside village where she frolicked as a little girl. And then he says that Mitch and Gail are a loving married couple. They're here to spend a romantic weekend getaway. And then Dawson looks like really, really mad. So now the three of them, Dawson, Pacey, and Joey, they're on the they're on the porch and she's yelling at Pacey. She's saying it's reckless and insensitive. And Pacey says, oh no, they're both saying to him it's reckless. And then she says it's insensitive, right? Mm-hmm. Either or, I don't know. They're both yelling at Pacey at this point. And Pacey says one at a time. And then he points to Dawson. Insensitive he says, would have been Dawson. Reckless was Joey. Yeah, you're right. Pacey tells Dawson that he only asked Mitch to help. And it was uh, Mitch's idea to bring Gal along. And he says, so if you want to tear somebody's head off, why don't you go to the guy who sired you? (laughs) 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 Then he turns to Joey and he asks her how she could be so ungrateful to have such an outpouring of love and support that would have made George Bailey proud. And I never looked that up. I don't know who George Bailey is. What? Are you serious? It's a, I, one of the best Christmas movies ever. You want the moon? I'll throw a lasso over the moon and pull it to you. George Bailey, come on. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, is it from a, It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. I never really watched that movie. Oh my God. It's like the best Christmas movie ever. I can't believe you knew something that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you can thank Terry for that because it's one of his favorite movies. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Apparently they used to watch it every year in, in his Catholic school or something. I don't know. Oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's a fantastic movie and, and it's George Bailey. Now I know. Nice man in town. Well, Dawson knew who that was. Mm, well, he should. <laughs> I know. So Joey tells Pacey to get Mr. Fricky on the phone and tell him that there's no room at the inn. And Joey tells him, you don't show a movie reviewer a rough cut. And you don't serve a food critic your first stab at a new recipe, especially if that recipe is your last chance at keeping a roof over your head. And then they're both like, last chance? What are you talking about? And she tells him that Bessie's thinking about taking out a mortgage. And Dawson says, you can't let her risk the house. (laughs) Dawson says, you can't let her risk the house. (laughs) (laughs) We had next to the house. (laughs) (laughs) You can't let her risk the house. (laughs) And she goes, Dawson, does the term legal guardian mean anything to you? So Pacey's like, all right, I'll get on the phone. I'll make this right. Like he feels bad. And they hear a knock on the door and she goes in and she sees a guy standing there and she says, don't tell me you're the fuller brush man. That I didn't understand either. What's a fuller brush? I have no idea. I didn't understand it. I'm missing something with that. 
Fuller Rush. Oh, it's a movie. It's another movie. They're giving us these movie references. I have no idea. Oh, I don't know this one. <laughs> Clumsy sanitation worker Red Jones is fired from a street cleaning job shortly, shortly after his girlfriend refuses his marriage proposal until he betters himself. While training to become a door-to-door salesman, he accidentally stumbles into a murder investigation when the corrupt sanitation commissioner who had fired him is killed. Oh, I guess. That took a turn. She thought it was a door salesman. Is that what I'm getting out of this? That's what I thought. I guess she's going to murder Pacey. Uh, she's going to murder them all, but she's going to be a door. He's a, I don't know. Just forget. Anyway. Why would she on. know that movie reference? It's like, it was from well, 1948. They watch those movies. Dawson watches yeah, black but- and white films all the time. I don't see why he wouldn't watch that. It says a lot about the writers and how old they were when they're writing this shit. <laughs> That'd Maybe like they were just movie old. buffs. They found movie buffs. I they, guess. They said, help us out. We need to know movie buffs. You're old. That's fine. <laughs> You're old. Give us the most random movie. One title. that nobody's ever heard of before. Yeah. I so when a podcast one. does this in 25 to 30 years, they'll have to look it up and figure <laughs> out who it is. <laughs> one of them might know it. The other one, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> and then they surprise you and there's a switch. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a movie prop. Now that's a movie plot. <laughs> Were you going to say prop? <laughs> that's a movie prop. No, I stumbled on my words because I can't talk. <laughs> I ruined my own joke. <laughs> the, Eng- <laughs> the English language? What's that? Not my- that here. It's not what I'm talking tonight. I'm not. I'm not fluent in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy says hardly fred fricky bed and breakfast quarterly so then all their faces drop and joey's like oh okay fred fricky's here so then dawson goes up to see his parents in their room and he says you two are staying in the honeymoon suite <laughs> he practically like throws a tantrum and, like kicks a wall and gal says that they're just here to help out and once fricky goes to sleep mitch is going to crash at home and he asks them if it's confusing, even hurtful to the child of divorce to see his parents play acting a happy marriage. And Mitch is like, your mother said, we're just here to help. You know, I really do not understand Dawson's reaction. Me either. The entire time he's got a chip on his shoulder about them, you know, interacting together. And I just don't well, understand what he's so upset about. Well, I guess he's. I guess he's upset because he's confused on them because they're getting a divorce, but they're like, they're still friends. I guess in his mind, they should like hate each other and not want to get along because maybe in his head, that's what divorce means. But I think as being like level-headed people, they're trying to make their divorce work so that they have a child that's not going to turn out to be like this horrible person or like, not maybe person. maybe like, it has to do with his age and you know his like maturity level because I'm also a product of divorce and both of my parents don't hate each other they're completely civil and they're you know friends uh they're just not romantic they're both you know have gone separate ways right, and it was right. you know for the sake of me and because they were in fact friends before they were together so I just I don't understand his reaction you would think that he would be happy that his parents could be friendly and not hate each other because i feel like in my mind there is nothing worse than having your parents absolutely hate each other 
and you'd be stuck in the middle of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is the worst. So I just, he's just so ungrateful. (laughs) I was so angry at Dawson because of, you know, how he was carrying on about it. I just was like, dude, shut up. Let them be, you know, let them figure things out in a positive note. It could be worse. They could be throwing punches at each other. Like they could be playing like custody battle with, with him too. Exactly. And talking crap on each other and trying to get your child to pick a side. Like it's, it's horrendous. The things that people go through anymore when it comes to relationships. I just, I feel like he's so completely ungrateful and just, I was very angry at Dawson with this whole situation. I just wanted to smack him and just tell him to shut the fuck up. Like, that's really what I wanted to do. Don't you think it has a lot to do with how he thinks he was living, like, the American dream with his family? And I don't care. (laughs) But I think that's what it is, too. Like, everything came crashing down on him, and he's not living this life that he, like, was living before with, like, the mother and the father, and he's the only child, and, you know... So this is only child syndrome. It's still not an excuse. I'm with you. I think it's weird too how he reacts to everything. But he's Dawson Leary. He's the most annoying character on the show. Preach, man. And he mumbles everything. (laughs) Every single line of dialogue this guy has. He mumbles. I don't understand if it was like him doing it on purpose or if it was like a fucking character choice. But every single thing he says, he mumbles. I don't notice the mumbling. I can understand him pretty well. But then again, he doesn't mumble. If you want to hear mumbling, you need to talk to um, my boyfriend's dad. Because <laughs> sometimes all of us are just like, what? <laughs> no idea. Was that English? He talks really low and really quickly. So like you don't hear everything. Yeah. Um, my nephew does that too. And I go, what you say mumbles? I was but like, yeah. you got to talk louder. Can you enunciate, please? Um <laughs> No, I mean, don't get me wrong. When you really get me going, I could talk really quickly and really fast and it'll get really, really like, you know, lower. And then I find all kinds of things to say. And like, Jamie, can you take a break? And I'm like, no, man, I'm not going to take a break. I'm just going to keep talking the words and the words are going to get messed up because my mouth is going to go faster than my brain. And then my sentences get all screwy, but it happens, you know, like you're doing right now, like I'm doing right now. (laughs) Um, But you could at least understand me right (laughs) now. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) all right see this is why we don't talk really fast you're gonna start talking so fast you're gonna be speaking japanese (laughs) me and my seven percent fluent yeah it's just gonna start coming out every every now and again a word does it depends on what it is so so random words will come through no matter what language like spanish pops in every now and again uh korean i only know like five five or six words (laughs) And I use them (laughs) mostly with my cats because they won't make fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only people that you live with that will actually listen to you talk it. (laughs) I swear. I'm pretty sure that they like understand it. Like I wonder if like Willie is low key Japanese or something because I'll say something to him and he actually listens. And I'm like, that doesn't sound anything like the English word that you know. I know where are you from cat I will never know maybe this cat's just bilingual he speaks all the languages or he just goes by my tone of voice and he's like I'm in trouble I better get down that's probably it it's probably the tone of my voice he's I could probably say the nicest thing but the tone of my voice is negative he thinks he's in trouble we're gonna go with that (laughs) mine gets scared with my tone of voice too uh yeah yeah I go get down and then they look at me 
Yep, big and eyes. And then the ears go back a little and then they hunch a little bit and they're like, uh, I guess I need to get down. I don't want to. If I stand here, if I just stand still, maybe he'll forget that I'm here. No, I can then, see you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm still see you. Get down. <laughs> and then they're like, okay. And then mine talk back. Well, Lena talks back. Willie just does it, but Kitty Perry talks back all the time. She's very chatty. She gets so, she turns into such a baby. She wants you to like pat her at the same time every day. And she'll sit by my, t- my, my chair when I'm working. And she just wants me to, she wants me to hold my hand out so she can jump up and pat herself. I'm like, so weird. And if she doesn't, she just sits there and cries. And I go, I'm trying to work. And then the Wait. other one, <laughs> the other one comes up and she jumps up. Her nails go into my knee and I'm like, get down. She just, she just like it's not like digging into my knee i'm being yeah. exaggerating but like i feel it and i and i get um like uh like get off like i hate that feeling yeah but she like nudges me like she wants me to pet her every day lena does that so every morning i've probably mentioned this before but every morning she follows me around a little bit and then i'm like all right lena you go, you want to go to work um and she meets me at the base of my steps which the steps lead up to my office and she's up here with me all morning for the first half of my day. Willie, on the other hand, he only wants my attention at night and when I'm on my phone. If I'm like reading like my Kindle app or I don't know, Instagram, bookstagramming, or maybe I'm playing a game or something like my BTS Island game. <laughs> he, that's when he wants my attention. Like your BTS Island game. Like my BTS Island game. Yeah, I love it. Uh, he'll jump up and then he's like nudging my hand, nudging my face, licking my nose, purring, <laughs> blocking my view from my my phone. I'm like, really, dude? Ugh. But I give it to him because it's the only time I get attention from him. Look, I love my cats. I do anything for my cats. Trust me. And like. If I'm laying in bed and I'm watching TV, like they do, they come up and lay on me and stuff. But if I'm busy or like, I don't want them to bother me because they're being just nudges, they know and they, they don't bother me or, or I'll give them a treat and stuff to like, leave me alone because I'm just like, I'm doing (laughs) something. Appease them by giving them an offering. Here's my offering. But then they get smart because they know that I'm just going to give them a treat. So when they start begging for them, I stop. Why are we? T- All right. Back to the show. Because <laughs> <don't know. laughs> we're relating about our fucking cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, These things happen. Um, so, yeah, Dawson's mad at his parents for pretending to be married. And Mitch tells Dawson to take it easy because he's seeing something dark and complex that isn't there. And Dawson says, I see two people who don't know what the hell they want and I'm sick of it. <laughs> and, he, and then he leaves and he slams the door. So now Joey takes Mr. Fricky to his room and he says it's freezing. So then Joey tells them that they're an environmentally friendly hotel. They like to conserve their natural resources. And she goes and she turns the thermostat up. Er, it's cold in here. There's I would have been. Toros in the atmosphere. <laughs> I said, oh, yo, yo, ice, ice, ice. Sorry. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I would have been pissed off if I was staying at an inn and paid for a B&B or whatever, and I paid money and there was no heat. I would be mad at that. I so, do not like that shit. So here's my thing with that. I can totally understand being environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. And if you knew you were going to have guests, turn the heat up ahead of time. But she didn't. 
She didn't have a heads up. All of a sudden, people were walking through the door. I can excuse that. She was not aware that there was people that were going to be staying. Yeah. So now he complains about there not being a bathroom in his room. And Joey tells him that it's communal. And she says, I hope you enjoy your stay. We serve high tea at five and breakfast starts at 7 a.m. I hope you enjoy your stay. And (laughs) he says, you already said that. He's like, you told me to enjoy my stay twice. And she goes, oh, um, okay. And she just like leaves. (laughs) Like he really is kind of a dick. You know, it's so crazy to think about how spoiled we really are in this country when it comes to certain stuff like hotels and motels having their own bathroom when there are other countries where they have whole apartment buildings and each floor shares like one bathroom with like maybe two stalls or something in there and their apartment literally consists of like a kitchenette and a bedroom but is that something that they've been used to their whole life but that's not my point my point is we're very spoiled (laughs) not if it was their choice to only have one bathroom on a floor of an apartment complex if that's something that that country is used to doing then that's all they know and if if it's all we know is to have our own bathrooms that doesn't make us spoiled that just makes us smarter (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess if you put it that way maybe (laughs) Like, I can't feel sorry for people that are like, who are so used to doing things the way they do things their whole life. Because I mean, that's, we do the same thing. Like, you can't feel well, sorry for things that we do. What if it's just like a poor area? I, I don't know. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. You brought it up, Jamie. I know. I'm sorry. I was just thinking <laughs> but about how- But I'm not about communal is. bathrooms. Like, yeah. there's, there's things on TikTok and Instagram where they're like, check out my $1,400 a month New York City closet. And there's no bathroom, but there's a bathroom on the floor that they live in because that's the only, that's a communal it's bathroom. It's crazy, right? I, I would never do that. Sense. But I don't I feel don't sorry know. for that person because he's paying four, $1,400 a month for oh, a yeah. closet well, they and are. a public bathroom. If you're going to spend that much money, be smart about it. I just hope that they at least clean those bathrooms like multiple times a day. No, you don't know that. It might be one of those situations where it's like, after you're done, you better clean the shit up out of it. I like, wouldn't like, be able to deal with that. <laughs> like co-ed colleges. Yeah. You're like pretty much living in. Yeah. Well, I mean, and some dorm rooms have their own bathrooms, so. It's just bizarre to me. I don't know. I don't think I've never lived in a in a situation where it was like that. I don't know what it would be like. You know what I'm grateful for, Jamie? That when I'm at work and I really have to go to the bathroom, I have <laughs> options for what bathrooms I can use because I know I which think- ones are crowded and I know which ones aren't. And I have <laughs> butt wipes that I can use and I hide them under my armpit and I go to the bathroom. I picked the floor with all the flags because nobody's ever up there. (laughs) (laughs) The embassy. (laughs) The embassy. Oh my God. The dead end floor. (laughs) We went went up too far. (laughs) Not this floor. We can't go anywhere. (laughs) No, this isn't where the bathroom is. (laughs) The embassy floor. 
floor. That's what we called it, the embassy floor. It literally, it literally looked like you're walking into an embassy and there's like every single flag of every country ever. I don't even know what it walls. is. I, I don't, don't know, know either. I don't know what building. I don't know I can what company that is. I should look, like, I should look it up, we, I know. <laughs> the elevator doors open and we're like, mm, we wrong floor. Yeah. <laughs> How do we leave here? <laughs> we're stuck oh take the God. steps down the floor i don't know <laughs> oh so funny. there's a good times good time and we don't even know if that's still on that floor anymore we redid the oh, whole building <laughs> i have no idea no idea we'll find out soon enough <sighs> um so now we're with jack and andy they're together in their room and he's complaining about how cold it is and andy asks him if he thinks that they can successfully impersonate a brother and sister this weekend and he says i don't see why not she starts her BS again about him moving back home. Mm. And he tells her she mentions anything regarding home. He's sleeping in Jen's room. She turns around and she like smiles at him. So now we're with Bessie and Joey. They're watching Fricky through the kitchen. And I can't get over his name, Fricky. Like that's Fricky what I was saying to you earlier. It <laughs> reminds me of Fricky. It's like a scratch against like a, a vinyl record. Fricky, Fricky, Fricky. No, it's very similar to Mrs. Freckerling or whatever her Freckerling, name is. The older lady, yeah. yeah. Somebody's got a thing with the FR in the writing in the writer's room. Frankly. <laughs> or fucking real. For <laughs> real, for real. <laughs> so Bessie and Joey are watching Fricky and they're trying to figure out if he's having a good time or not. And Joey says, does a lemon ever look like it's having a good time? And Bessie's like, relax, Joey. He's just doing his job. And she's like, where's Pacey anyway? Because he's supposed to help me turn the beds down. And Joey says, he's in the bathroom counting animals two by two. She's like, what do you mean? She's like, the toilet flooded. And we got to Pacey mopping. I thought he was pooping when she said that. And by the way, who taught that boy how to mop? Because that was a disaster. He did a thing where this one move where he like lifted up his leg and then he mopped behind him and then he did it in the front. I thought that was funny. He was really funny about it, but it was just, I just saw, obviously it's a set, so it's probably clean water, but I just saw dirty water getting sprayed like everywhere from the toilet. And I'm like, this is like a walking germ. What are you doing? Who In the one bathroom. In the one bathroom. Oh my gosh. You know what I noticed? That the wall wasn't painted all the way down. I guess they were waiting for like molding or something. Molding, yeah. I was like, like, yeah. It wasn't I guess they didn't put that back on the walls yet. Yeah, that, that stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> she did mention in the beginning that that it wasn't complete. Like, there were rooms that weren't complete yet. I don't know. Yeah, I guess the bathroom wasn't finished. But whatever. So now we see Dawson. He's sitting out on the dock. And Mitch goes and sits out with him. And he tells Dawson that Gal is hitting a wall. She can't get any work. And they get into this argument about how Mitch and Gal are working on their relationship, even though they're divorced. And Dawson's just confused. He says it just pisses him off because he doesn't know what to think anymore. So we find out Gail's not getting work. What? You make me laugh every time you every time you say Gail's name. Gal. 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 Gail. I don't know how you say it. Gail. Gail. Like Gail. you say fail fail that way too. Fail. Fail. Foul. Foul. I don't know. I can do it. <laughs> I never realized I said it like that. Yeah. Wait. wait. So they get into an argument about how Mitch and Gal are working on their relationship. Gail? Gal's not getting any work. Gal's, Gal? not, getting, Gal's Gail? not getting. I don't Gail? know. 
gal. I feel like you're saying like like a gal, like G A L gal. <laughs> gal. Gal's my gal. <laughs> gal Gadot. <laughs> no, she's no, she's pretty. Gal Gadot, uh, stunning. Don't know who it is. It's okay. She's Wonder Woman. Which one? The new one. She plays the new Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think she's so pretty. She is pretty. For an Amazon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> For an Amazonian. For an Amazonian. Those movies are actually really good, I think. Wonder the first one. The first one's really good, I think. It's way yeah, better they than were, the second. They but, were very good. But I think her aesthetic, aesthetic in the, aesthetic. Se- in the sequel is a lot better because she's like dressed in like, she's dressed in these like flowy white outfits and like everything's like very form-fitting. Well, on she it. was like back on her home planet, right? No, oh. she was, it was in the 80s and she was working at, um, uh, oh, like at a museum or something. Museum? Wait, say that again. Museum. <laughs> Why are you making fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that again, please? No, I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be more opportunities. <laughs> oh my God. So now we see that Bessie and Joey are sitting with Fricky and Bessie looks like she's being kind of flirty with him because she's like uh, yeah. putting her hand on his knee and stuff. Creepy. And Joey notices it, but she lets him know that this is their first full week open and they're still working out the kinks. So then they ask if he's met their handyman, Pacey. And Pacey at that moment comes out of the toilet saying it's fixed and everything's under control. Then right above them, out of event comes a big cloud of dust and smoke because the furnace just blew. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really laughed. I cringed so hard when Bessie put her hand on that guy's knee. I was just like, oh, no, no, honey, no, don't do that. No, no, bad. Yeah, I guess she was trying to be like, all I see is sexual harassment lawsuit. <laughs> Don't do that. No. I looked I looked this guy up too, the actor, and he hasn't been in anything real notable, but he plays like a priest or a minister in like almost everything he does. It's so funny. <laughs> so he's got that look. That's the most action he's ever gotten then. <laughs> <laughs> Bessie's like, tell me, father. <laughs> I have sinned. <laughs> and he's like, get on your knees and pray. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, this I've I've seen this porno. <laughs> I did it. I skipped the religious ones. <laughs> I know. I can't watch them that much either. They get they have like weird. I don't know. It's always like a, the priest is always play. It's never like an older priest either. It's always like a priest who looks exactly like the altar boy that he's about to have sex with. And I'm like, first, and first of all, it's weird because like, this is such a major thing in this world that, that like <laughs> priests are having sex with altar boys or raping yeah. altar boys, but um, they're always like the same age. And I'm like, you're too young to be a priest. <laughs> I started early. You're <laughs> like, you're like. 20 (laughs) you have to have some some time under your belt i don't know this entire conversation took a turn (laughs) (sighs) anyway so um (laughs) we see joey she's trying to fix the furnace and bessie comes in and tells her that freaky went into town to get dinner joey's getting upset she says shoot bessie says i don't think swearing is gonna help and joey says oh and flirting with it might and bessie says what's that supposed to mean Joey says nothing. Come on, Beth. You know what it means. 
Yeah, like she knew exactly what she was doing. You know what you were doing. So now, like Joey's looking through the cabinets. She's like having like another fucking anxiety attack. And she's trying to figure out a way to get the heat on. It's apparently the coldest night of the year. And Bessie's like, what is your problem? This is the exact type of reaction you had the night we did our first and only catering job for that rich couple at that wedding. <laughs> Excuse me while I freak out and you're just like, la di da di da my life is all cherries and cotton candy and clouds. Joey asks her if she remembers what it was like being 16. Or is that like some far off planet? And Bessie says, no, I remember. Joey says, because you have all the responsibilities of an adult, but none of the authority. Bessie says, you think getting older automatically gives you more say in your life? Get real, Joey. (laughs) If. You think I wanted to be stuck here at 26 taking care of two kids by myself? And Joey says, I missed the part where you begged and pleaded for Bodie to stay. And I was like, oh my God, we're getting some information about Bodie. I was like, what happened to him? And Bessie says, I ask him to come home every chance I get. We can't afford it. Trust me, this is not how I plan for my life to turn out. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Where did he go? I just, you can't afford it. I didn't understand well, I guess, that. I guess he's making money being a chef in like actual restaurants, probably elsewhere. That's why he's traveling or whatever. They don't say it though, Jamie. Am I, I supposed know. to guess? We are, we are assuming. And I know what you're going to say. What they say about assuming makes an ass out of you and me, right? But we have to assume in this case that uh, Bodhi is some hotshot chef somewhere. But like, why wouldn't you just uproot your family then? Because apparently his family doesn't want to leave Cape Side. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They don't want to leave the place. They're constantly crying that they'll never get out of (laughs) You know, that's so funny that you say that because that's... At least for Joey, that's what it's all about. She's never going to get out, never going to yeah. get out. But yet she doesn't want to give up like her family home. Well, everybody wants to have their family home. My parents lost our family home, like the house that I predominantly grew up in. And it still devastates me because like I always thought when my parents got older and like we all moved out, we'd be able to come home and like stay at that house. But um, they lost I it. I don't have one of those. I've moved around too much to have a family home. So I don't. I don't have that complaint. I lived like a damn nomad. (laughs) (laughs) I moved around so much. I always wish that we had, we, that I grew up in a house. Like, did you ever see the movie, the family stone with Diane Keaton and Uh, Parker? No, it's a good movie. You should watch it. It's sad. It reminds me of my mom. Well, my mom liked it a lot. I'm not going to watch a sad movie. No, it's funny. It's funny. It's not like super sad. It's funny, but like, you have to watch it. So mm. their house is so nice in this movie and they all come home for Christmas and they all like go back to their old like childhood bedrooms. And like, there's like a family room where like the daughter just like lays down with their daughter and they're watching like white Christmas together. And it's such a nice, good feeling of home, this movie. And every time I watch it, I'm like, God, I wish, I wish one day to have a house like that. So like, if I ever have a family, they can like come home to that house, that type of house. That's what I always wanted growing up. I wish that, but there were so many kids in my family. We were always like crammed into these like twin homes. Like my, like my parents, I was probably in like fourth grade when they finally were able to like buy their first official house. And we lived there from the time I was like eight until 
I think I was like 22, 21, something like that. Okay, okay. Oh, I, w- I turned 21 in that house. So I was probably like 22 when they moved. But it's hard, then. It is hard. And I, I still have dreams about that house. It's so It's so weird. But then I think about how it would be so weird going back there now, considering the relationship that I had with one of my like friends that I grew up with on that street. Like I had a best friend on that street and we stopped talking when I, I want to say like, I was, I don't even remember like 25 or 26. We just stopped talking because it just got weird. And I think if my parents still live there and I was going home and I would see them, I would have to see them and I don't want to see them. And I'd be like, would my parents still be talking to their parents? But I don't know. I, I just miss it. I miss being, I just, there's dumb things that I remember about it. Like I remember the kitchen and like how my mom would always have it set up and the living room. I remember like walking down the um, stairs and I would always hit like the top of the thing, like before I came down. I don't know. I remember all of the houses that I've lived in for the most part, but I've just moved around so much. I don't have a serious, like deep emotional connection to any of it. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if that's why I'm so cold. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm heartless. No, <laughs> you're not. You're so weird. I'm only nice to people that I actually like in life. <laughs> Everybody else, I could care less. I'm like, whatever. I'm so indifferent. <laughs> oh my god. All right, back to Dawson's yeah. Creek. Just before kidding. this, before this turns into a therapy session for both of us. <laughs> Why is Jamie so cold? Why is Steven so paranoid depressed and upset about it? Why does Steven say words weird? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Delco accent. <laughs> Gail. 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 <laughs> you can hear you can hear Jack's Delco accent in this episode too. When he's like, it's kind of an inside joke. That's <laughs> 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 funny. So Bessie tells Joey, for someone who wants to leave Capeside so bad, you're sure putting a lot of effort into this place. Joey says, you're right. Maybe it's time I stopped. I'm like, shut up, Joey. You're not going to stop. You're the only one concerned about it. (laughs) Bessie's like, (laughs) la-di-da. That's what I'm saying. So now we cut to Pacey outside chopping wood. And Mitch comes out to talk to him. He's eating an apple. Mitch kind of annoyed me in this episode. I don't know what it was. He didn't look like himself. Maybe it was all the layers of clothes he was wearing, but like he uh, he kind of bugged me a little bit in this episode. I don't know what it was. Pacey says he's losing his mind. He's taking the brunt of Fricky being there and the furnace, uh, the furnace not working. And he says this comedy of errors is probably going to put the sisters Potter in the poorhouse. <laughs> I was like, why did you have to say it like that? <laughs> he always has to say lines of dialogue like that. The Ryan brood. <laughs> So, just so extra about it. Yeah. The sisters Potter. <laughs> just say the Potter sisters. <laughs> Why did it be so like... Ugh. I'm weird when I introduce, like when I'm talking to my brother though, because I'll say brother mine. <laughs> instead of. Oh, like, but that's like thing. probably something funny that you do with him. Yeah, right? it, it is. I'm like, whatever brother mine. <laughs> You're not <laughs> walking like, around just- going... My brother, mine. <laughs> or like when I'm trying to get his attention in the house or something, when I'm being like, brother, mine. You're not using that in a like a mine. <laughs> regular sentence. Like a, you know. I mean, sometimes I do, but I only do that with him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
it's I feel like I've weird. done it in public before too, but nobody pays attention to me, so it's totally fine. Because you're so cold, Jamie. Because <laughs> you because you didn't have a family house to grow up in. Ice, ice baby, ice, ice baby. <laughs> just call me Mrs. Freeze. <laughs> no. So Mitch just laughs at Pacey and he tells them that if he were Bessie and Joey, he consider himself very lucky to have him in their lives. Bessie says, why? Everything I touch, I screw up. Whatever the opposite of the Midas touch is, that's what I have. And Mitch touch tells the him. Midas touch. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought of when I got to that part of this the show. Trust the Midas. I got the stupid commercial stuck in my head. Thanks, Pacey. <laughs> Um, Mitch tells him to maybe stop and think about what he's contributing and not what's going wrong. That goes to the heart to who Pacey Witter is. And Mitch asks Pacey what makes him care so much. And then Dawson and Gal are back home getting heavy blankets because it's so fucking cold at the Potter B&B. Dawson apologizes to his mom for blowing up at her. And he says that he should have been more sympathetic. He says he doesn't understand that his parents still care about each other. And Gal says that's the part that makes it hard because they know that they're better off apart. And she tells him to look at his own relationship with Joey. The decision to break up is cumulative. You have to re-decide over and over each day. And then he's like, oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now we're with Jack and Andy there at Graham's. They're looking for a space heater. And Andy's looking on the fridge and she says, what's Jack milk? (laughs) I said, I can tell you what Jack milk is. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Simmer down. Simmer down. He says, it's whole milk. They all drink different types of milk. Then she picks up this big green coffee mug and she asks, she says, what's this about? Coffee much? And he starts to laugh and he says, oh, it's kind of an, it's hard to explain. It's an inside joke. (laughs) (laughs) And Andy's like, well, you don't have to. You're a part of a family now. Families have three types of milk and inside jokes. She says, why would you want to move back into that big cold house with a man who doesn't know what kind of milk you drink or what kind of play you're directing? So she tells him that he's very lucky and now she's crying. And he's like, oh man, it's, it's you. It's not dad. You're the one who wants me to come home, isn't it? And she tells him that she misses him, especially when her life gets crazy. and She wants someone around to share it with. And she tells him that that's not to make him feel guilty. And it's not a sympathetic plea. It's just the truth. And he's like, all right, I got to really think about this because I really like living here because I get my jack milk all the time. (laughs) That really sucks to be kind of in that position, though, because he's happy where he is. But the guilt of leaving his sister alone like that is just, you know, it sucks. Yeah. To choose between your happiness and, you know, that of your sister. Yeah. Like, why can't she just call him? Why can't he just go hang out with her for a little bit? <laughs> Why does right. he have to move? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And he's just going to be living in that house by himself again when she ends up moving. <laughs> so it's kind of selfish on Andy's part. <laughs> well, Andy doesn't know she's leaving it. Yeah, but she will know. And then she, she'll remember. Remember when I forced you to move back in? I gave you the guilt trip. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't have inside jokes. So now we're with Dawson and Jen. They're outside staring at a full moon because full moons make everything crazy. And there's an orange haze around it. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out. The freaks come out. 
Sorry. I used to sing that. I used to sing that when I worked at Pathmark <laughs> late at night. So see all the freaks come out. I used to sing it all yes. the time. That's so yeah. funny. It just makes me think of Scooby-Doo. Oh, it doesn't make me think of that. I think of Scooby-Doo when I think of that song. The, the first like live action, that oh. soundtrack was lit. Jen says that the moon, she says, it's gorgeous. Dawson just tells her that it's pollution. And she says, you know, there was a time when you would see the magic in a site like this. And he says, I still do. I just have a sense of reality behind the magic. So then Jen asks him when they were dating and she told him about her past, what was it that scared him? And Dawson gets like super serious. And he says, he thinks anything we don't know can scare us. He never knew anyone with her degree of life experience and that he was madly infatuated with her. So she asks him if he thinks most other boys would react the same way. And he says, I don't know. You can't know how anyone's going to react. But for the record, how I reacted was wrong. And now the only thing more beautiful than Jen Lindley is the reality behind her magic. And he says, I feel sorry for any guy who's too insecure to see that. He's like, you know, having a moment with Jen Lindley. A moment, a moment, a moment. A moment like this. Take a look around. No, that's the wrong song. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) Country song or something popped in my head. It wasn't working right (laughs) so now we're back inside the potter bnb and all the guys are arguing about how to light a fireplace then grams comes over and says you'll never get started with the hickory on the bottom (laughs) i love it so she says hickory is a glorious wood but it's a hard wood it'll never burn on its own soft pine goes on the bottom oak in the middle hickory on top then she lights the wood she says there we go. And then she blows out the match. And I was like, why wouldn't you just throw it in with the fire? I don't know. That bothers me. Aesthetics. <laughs> Who doesn't like blowing out matches? I don't know. I was just like, just throw it in there. So then everyone's impressed. And Jen says she turns her own butter too. <laughs> Everyone has like blankets wrapped all around them because it's so cold. And Graham tells them how she would build a fire every night after dinner. Jennifer's grandfather would sit in this leather chair, feet on ottoman, and read to me. Some nights we'd travel with Ahab in search of the great whale. Some nights we'd float down the perilous river with Huck and Jim. Nearly every night at some point in our journey, he'd fall asleep. Chin on chest, book in lap, content. You know you love someone when you can spend the entire night just sitting by the fire watching them sleep. Can we just stop for a second and take a note of everything that she just said? Because it's going to come into play later. The reading each other books thing happens a lot when they are on true love on their little summer excursion. Uh, BC spends a lot of time actually reading to Joey. Or is it the other way around? (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember either. One of them is always reading. I think it's Joey. Joey thinks the one that's reading the book and he's just listening and they're swaying on their hammocks inside the the boat um and then later in this episode we watch pacey watching joey while she sleeps um so i just really like that they kind of put these easter eggs in here with grams because it's pretty much going to be things that happen between pacey and joey just make me so happy yeah when she said that at the very end in the scene i said oh i think that's how the the episode ends exactly because i i vaguely remembered this episode but i did remember that you always see that picture of her laying on the couch near a fire. And he's like, 
putting like a blanket on her. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. L O L O L O B E. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so Gal says, it sounds like you loved him very much. And Graham says, love is the hardest of woods. It takes a long, long time to heat up. But when it does, and Jen says, it smells so good in here. And Graham says, hickory burning in the hearth smells like 46 years of my life. She says, it takes so long to heat up. But when it does, fire. (laughs) That's what we're getting to with these two. It's going to happen. Can't wait. So excited. Ready. Ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I think Jamie's ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so now we get a montage of every single cast member telling their favorite smell. Dawson says that smell is the most powerful sense of recall we have. It can bring back all kinds of buried experiences. And Gal says vanilla. And Mitch says still. And then they start laughing. Mitch worked in a restaurant when they first started dating. The Franklin Family Fish House. And Gal says every night when he would pick her up after work, he always smelled like vanilla. He said he would soak his hands in it so his hands didn't smell like cod. So then Dawson names a chemical, used the process film, like nobody cares. And then Jen says mothballs because she would hide in the closet at um, the Chapin School in New York. And she'd give all the boys hand jobs. And then Jack says kickaboo punch when it was really high C. And Andy says new car because when they would drive anywhere long distance, there would be a new car that her dad would always want, except for the time when um, he didn't want to drive home from the football game that killed her brother and made her mom crazy. And then Joey says, bacon, starting in my dreams and coaxing me into a wake. And Bessie says, God, I know that smell. Poor Bessie doesn't even get her own smell. And she says, their mom, she'd make them breakfast on Sundays. And when Joey would help her in the kitchen, she'd tell her that one day she'd open up her very own bed and breakfast, but she never got to see that dream happen. So I thought I'd give it a shot. She gets up and she says, thanks everyone for coming and helping out. You're the best fake guest the girl could ever ask for. And then she says, but you can all go home now if you want. Then she sees Fricky standing there watching the whole thing. And she goes up to him and she says, I'm sorry that you had such a horrendous experience. It's no five-star B&B, but... My mother would have loved it. I was like, Joey always knows how to end the night on like a sour note, doesn't she? I know. Because <laughs> everybody's like, uh-oh. <laughs> She's like so mad. <laughs> so it's the next morning. We see that Joey wakes up in her own bed. It's not a pullout couch. She has her own real bed with a headboard. Did you notice so that? So excited for her. So excited for her. I was so happy. And she's got a she got a bedside table with a picture on it. And like she's got a room with four walls. I mean, who's yeah. I'd be excited about it too? She's like, look, if we're investing money into this place, I need my own room. I can't be sharing with the guests. <laughs> They're like, Joey, you gotta give up your room. There's a guest coming. <laughs> I know. Yet oh she's still God. falling asleep on the fucking couch. <laughs> Oh, so she wakes up. She I'm assuming she smelled bacon uh, because she literally just had had all this conversation about smelling bacon. And she sees everybody in the kitchen and they're dancing to Ain't Too Proud the Bag, like the opening scene of the uh, episode. So Joey's like, what the hell's going on? And she's wearing like a tank top. And it was supposedly the coldest night of the year. And she's wearing a tank top. I was like, she would be freezing. Apparently not. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe the heat kicked on sometime in the middle of the night. No, because the furnace was still broken because Pacey comes in at the end and he says, Did you notice how when so when she gets up and she's watching everybody flitter around in the kitchen, they're all kind of wearing like t-shirts and, and tank tops and stuff while they're dancing around. So no, they were all wearing like long sleeves and stuff, except for her. Yeah. She was yes. Well she then was I really the was one. not paying attention to their clothes. She was the only one wearing a tank. I just the only thought that I had, I was like, wow, that's pretty much what I go to sleep in. <laughs> Yeah. Today, yeah. to this day. But if it's the coldest night of the year, I'm uh, sleeping in like. I mean, I, I will up. still sleep like that with blankets, but as soon as I get up, I'm putting on a hoodie. Like I don't sleep in my hoodies unless I'm that cold. Right. But even still, anytime like I your personality. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, as soon as I, if I fall asleep with a hoodie on halfway through the night, I'm waking up and I'm taking it off because I get hot. Yeah. So like yeah. I just don't even bother. But I don't, if it's that cold, I won't get out of bed without putting the hoodie on and like my slippers. I always wear my slippers. I love slippers. Slippers are a wonderful invention. Yeah, I like slippers too. House, shoes, whatever you want to call them. So yeah, she's going into the kitchen. Everyone's dancing to Ain't Too Proud the Bag, like the big chill. And they all go and sit together at the table and have breakfast. And Fricky is in a good mood. Andy was doing the most, if you ask me. She was doing the absolute most. Um, she says, we still have a few kinks to work out and they'll probably never have the five-star linens and gourmet food that you're used to. And Freaky says, the heat didn't work last night, but this is one of the warmest places I've ever stayed. And these pancakes are probably the best in the county. And they all like are so excited that he like has this revelation. And Joey says, what am I missing? Bessie's like, well, what do you mean? She says, your pancakes are nowhere near this good. And I was like, Andy was making the pancakes. Why is she saying Bessie made them? I'm so confused. I don't know why either. And it's really funny. And then friggin' Bodie just comes out of nowhere. Wait, no, they're like, this is what they do. <laughs> Pacey's like, um, we should pay our compliments to the chef. And then they're all like, chef, 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 chef. Chef, 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 chef. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think Bodie's going to come out. And then out walks Bodie, father of the year, who hasn't been there this whole time for like two years. And it was the most anticlimactic entrance in a primetime TV show I've ever witnessed. Because they literally turned back around and started doing whatever they were doing. I know. <laughs> and they made it all about Joey hugging Bodie. She's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I wouldn't this is for the world. (laughs) I don't see the chemistry at all between Bessie and Bodie. Their relationship just confuses me. (laughs) I think he's got more chemistry with her than the than the original Bodie did in the pilot. He was I don't even remember the original Bodie. And I remember when you pointed him out when we went over those episodes, and it just (laughs) still doesn't sink in my head. (laughs) We don't see him enough for me to have an opinion or a lasting impression (laughs) of Bodie. I just want to know where he's been. And I don't understand why they're not giving us this answer. They will never give us this answer. I do think that the baby that they picked. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Um, I do think that the baby that they picked, the child that they picked to play Alexander, looks like he could be their child, though. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. And it's the same baby. We get Um, to watch the baby grow up. (laughs) It's like full house. I know. It's like Michelle Tanner all over again. (laughs) Yeah. 
So Bessie takes Joey out to the living room and she shows her a guest book that their dad gave their mom for Christmas in 1989. And she opens it up and we can see that they both signed it when they were little. Bessie says, how could I forget her dream? Joey says, well, you had a lot more important things to worry about, like the lives of two kids. And then they hug each other. And Mr. Fricky gives a toast to the Potter B&B. May it live long and prosper. I was like, really, Bessie? You really did forget that your mom wanted a B&B, but you're making a B&B? How, like, Yeah, I was honestly preoccupied a little bit confused on it because <laughs> it kind of was under the impression after these conversations that they had that the idea for the B&B came from Joey. And Bessie just went along with it. Yeah, I'm going to totally go along with this idea that my 16-year-old sister has. Wait, Great. Let wait. me invest my money into an idea <laughs> of the whimsical younger sister of mine. But Joey has no say in remortgaging the house. <laughs> no say at all remortgaging the house. And she, she but but Joey and her Joey and her 16-year-old friend got a construction crew to come over and rebuild their house into a B&B that yeah. Bessie's just yeah. totally on board for. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm very confused by these plot holes. <laughs> I know you would think that it would be like an actual storyline, like through storyline through the whole episode, um season where they're like, Yeah, we're gonna make this Potter BB. It was like one day they were at their house building the BB. No conversation prior to this. It was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're making a BB. And then the day of like we're missing opened, a lot here. Like maybe there yeah. are some like uh scenes that <laughs> got cut that had some actual information in it and we never got to see it i don't know i mean are we missing some scenes are there deleted scenes somewhere that we oh, just don't know oh, i don't about? know i should look and see we should look into that i'm wondering if we're missing some content maybe we should find those let me get scenes. let me get the dvd and see what it says hold on so here's the third season special features audio commentaries for select episodes with executive producer paul stupin and Kerr smith Contains new music chosen by the show's executive producer, web link to create your own Dawson's Creek soundtrack, interactive tour of Capeside, and bonus previews. Well, it doesn't say anything about deleted scenes. No. Anyway, where was I? All right, so our next scene is with Mitch and Gail. They're together. And he tells her that when they were being nostalgic the night before, the vanilla story brought up another memory. And Gail says, the fish bistro, Leary's fresh fish. And Mitch says that, that was more of her dream than his. And she's like, that's a pipe dream. It, it was so long ago, Mitch. And he tells her that he saw a place downtown if she was interested. And he gives her like the number to it. This confused me too. Because I was like, is he talking about his property that he bought from Tamara? I don't think so. Like, Which means another plot I, hole. I don't understand what he did with the property he bought from Tamara. Yeah, I guess he sold it. I don't know what they're doing anymore. (laughs) And like, why do I care so much? I want to know. Because it would make more sense if she just used that property to make a restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, but she doesn't. She doesn't because I think his property was like kind of, wasn't it? It was like on the main street, but this one's off by the the river or the lake or the creek or whatever. It's off of body of water. It's actually where the Water Street restaurant was, where we would go to eat all the time. When they when they showed her at the end, I was like, oh, my God, I miss that restaurant so much. It was so good. Um, So now we're with Jen and Henry. They're sitting on the dock and he says, is this why you brought me here? And she just told him about her past and she's surprised that he's not acting agog. So he tells her that everything she's done in her past is, is what makes her herself. And he's thankful for that. 
She can't believe he's okay with everything. She says, who are you, Henry Parker? Then we're with Dawson. He's trying to have a heart-to-heart with Pacey. If I was Pacey and Dawson was my friend and he was trying to talk to me the way he was in this scene, I'd be like, can we just, like, not do this right now? Like, he's so draining. I know. He's like, you used to be so glib. You know, you're different now. Blah, blah, blah. And Like, that's all he says to him. I'd be like, God, was I that much of a fuck up? <laughs> and then, and then he serious. goes and he's like, you know, I'm really appreciative of you taking care of Joey and, yeah. you know, going above and beyond. And I'm like, wasn't that your first flag there, buddy? It really boggles my mind later when he's so surprised when he finds out that Joey and Pacey are like together. Like, how does he not see the signs? Is he that blind? You really went above and beyond for her. I wasn't expecting it. You know, thank you. Like, Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Think about this. Come on, sir. Because he's Dawson and he doesn't think anybody else is ever going to be with Joey, especially his best friend. But isn't it crazy the way that we pick this apart now? We love this show, guys. Don't I know we we roast it a lot, but <laughs> that's just who we are. It literally is like my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> we love this show, but we roast it. We roast it because we love it. So like just so we're clear um it's just so crazy because you know you were you liked dawson as a character and now the further we get into this the more annoying his character becomes in my opinion and i don't know if it's just the writing but honestly dawson kind of annoyed me since the first season it's always been the pacey and, and joey show um <laughs> no he's just, been isn't like- it just interesting to kind of watch your opinions change of the characters as we you know dive deeper into this show it's yeah like- i never knew joey was so negative She's I never, Nancy, yeah. I never realized how negative she was. I always thought she was just funny and sarcastic, but she turns everything she around, and she's got major anxiety issues. <laughs> like coming from a forty-two-year-old, soon to be forty-two-year-old who has anxiety issues, she's got major anxiety issues, and she needs to be put on like Xanax or something because <laughs> she freaks out over everything, and she shouldn't be freaking out the way she does. She's had a lot of life experience by 16. So, I mean, she's allowed to have some hangups. Okay. Well, she needs to go to therapy or something (laughs) with it because she's going to, by the time she's like 20, she's going to be, she's going to look haggard because of all the like stress she puts herself under. (laughs) And she's got nice skin. So she needs to like take care of that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh my God. So now we see Grams and Jen leaving. Grams is singing and Jen asks her if she mixed up her medication. And Grams is like, I like that song or something. She's like, I, I'm just happy, Jennifer. Because I'm happy clapping along. Sorry. Because Grams is happy. <laughs> you know, I totally hated that song when it first came out. Only because it was on the radio every time I turned around. Like every three minutes that song was on some station and I just couldn't. Oh, I thought you were going to say you hated it because of that dumb uh, video of that lady who would like, she would like exercise to it. She'd be like, here's the happy dance. And then she would like, oh no, she there was there were two different people. There was a prancer lady who pranced to it, I think. And then there was another lady who was like, here's the dance to happy. Step one, inside kick. Step two, outside kick step three other like inside kick it was like so stupid 
It was literally, like, yeah, I'll have to find it. I have never heard of these in my life. No, I just didn't like the song because it was on all the time. <laughs> oh, well, and it was just repeating, that. you know, because he's happy, uh, like over and over again. It was so catchy. It was such a simple song, but it was on everywhere I went. I couldn't, I couldn't. Ha- I was like, I'm done. Don't want to listen to it anymore. I was listened out. I made my mom turn it off <laughs> one time. I was like, mom, turn this crap off. I can't deal with this song anymore. I can't. I know no, there's like, a song. I know there's a song I hate. I can't think of one right now, though. I don't but, hate it. It was just, it was overdone. It was too much. <laughs> I know that there was a song that I would hear and I'd be like, no, I can't listen to this. Yeah. But I can't think of one right now. Hmm. When it comes to me, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll you send you a that. text. If it's even three o'clock in the morning, I'll text it to you. <laughs> It's fine. I won't get it until I wake up. <laughs> like a rock. So, not to brag or anything, but I sleep pretty well. <laughs> good for you, Jamie. Good for good fucking for you. It is good for me. Because I don't. It's for me. But it doesn't do anything purple. for the circles under my eyes. Perpetual purple. <laughs> Perpetual purple. Justin <laughs> told me the other day that I looked like I had bags under my eyes. He was like, you look really tired. And I was like, you know, I it's so crazy. I've always had them since forever. Well, I would get dark circles too for my allergies. Yeah, I don't know. Mine are just there. And you would think that I would never get sleep, but I mean, I I love sleep, so it's not like I'm. <laughs> I get a solid like full night's sleep every night. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't know why. I guess it's genetics. I read somewhere it could be genetics. Um. So Jack comes up and he says he wants to have a conversation with them about something. And I was like, I think I know where this is going. (laughs) He thanks them both for taking him in when he had nowhere to go and reminding him that somebody cared about him. But now he needs to do that for Andy because he's her brother. And Jen's like, go home, go home, Jack. And then they all hug and they all cry. Jack's going to go home and be with his sister. Also during the scene with Jack, and Grams and Jen, there's a song playing called Promise Me This, which I want to say it's called Poncho's Lament. Yeah, it's a pretty song. And I, I know I have it somewhere. So we see that it's dark now. And Pacey walks into the B&B and he's calling for Potter because he has someone coming to fix the furnace. And he walks by and then he sees Joey asleep on the couch by the fire. He goes and covers her more with a blanket. Yeah, he pulls the blanket up on her. Yeah. And then we get this montage. We see Bessie, Bodie, and baby Alexander outside in the dark, cold night having a picnic. (laughs) They're all bundled up. And we see Henry and Jen by the river. And we see Gal checking out the building that Mitch suggested. And Jack is packing up his tiny basketball hoop in his little box. And he leaves Grams. And Dawson is staring at the Imagine poster on his wall. We come full circle and we see Pacey sitting in the chair watching Joey sleep by the fire. Credits. Yes. Pacey's starting to recognize his feelers. So happy about it. The next episode is called Northern Lights. And I remember this episode. She goes to see AJ or AJ comes into town and then he gets all jealous. He he wants her to come to see his play. And she's like, I can't come Friday. I'll come Saturday. We'll get into it. We'll get all into it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) But honestly, you guys, this is the, this is when everything starts to get so good. So, so good. So So good. It's going to get 
Oh, God. So for us Pacey and Joey lovers, this is when we get the most excited because this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship. <laughs> this is I'm the so beginning fun. of a beautiful relationship with Dawson and Joey. <laughs> when we really start falling for Pacey, if you haven't already fallen for Pacey, that's going to happen. I'm perfect. excited. I'm excited to recap next week. It looks, from what I remember, it does look like a good episode. So, oh, yeah. I watched the opening already and he and you can see how he's getting like a little jealous that she says that AJ's coming to town. So, yeah, well, I think he's finally recognizing his feelings. And that's, uh, you know, now that he's aware of his feelings, things are going to start to be more obvious. That's the first step. Acknowledging your problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm ready. I hope you guys are ready because I'm so ready. All right. Well, do you have any other thoughts about this episode? Final thoughts, Jamie? I, I think I just gave in all of my final thoughts. <laughs> He's ready. Final thoughts. Jamie's ready. Jamie is ready. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I, like I said, it did not take long for me to watch it. This ep- it didn't take as long to recap it either, but <laughs> um, it went by fast. But it was it was a good episode. And yeah, it's setting up more in regards to the Pacey and Joey storyline. So we'll see what happens. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Well, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Yeah, if you guys are interested, you can find me at jlynn underscore book lover. Beautiful. And if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And if you want to send us an email, you can send it to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. Click our link tree. You can find all of our links there, including a link to join our new Facebook group. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I want to just say thank you all for listening to us and dealing with our crazy and still coming back for more because you guys are freaking the real MVPs. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) What Jamie said. (laughs) But we hope everybody has a great weekend. Stay safe out there. These are very weird times right now. Yeah, be careful, guys. And we'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye! Bye. (laughs) (laughs) We were actually in sync that time. (laughs) Really? I thought I was a little early.